They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking all of they talking all of this madness. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Ron Pashery, here with my good friends, Mr. Sexy Punakana, then now forever, C. Kane Joe Rodderman. Love you, baby. <laughs> and the voice that runs the place, Mr. Wednesday Night Live, the European champion from Zurich, Switzerland, Alo Aaron Lloyd. How's it going? Can we get this over with? <laughs> You're not... So it didn't win you over, I guess. Not even a one count. Not even a one. <laughs> no. All it's right. just me to see where it seemed like we're doing these more often. Well, this one came <laughs> quick, up real quicker quick. Quicker turnaround. <laughs> <time. laughs> yeah. We got to figure out a way. Well, you know why? Because the, the WWE pay-per-view schedule just keeps them coming fast. Keeps them rolling. Yeah. Uh, I guess we might as well get this out of the way first. Alo, would you like to refresh our listeners' memories on our rating system? It was a horrible show. It's a job. If it falls somewhere in the middle, it's a slobber knocker. If it's an amazing show, we call it a showstopper. All right. I think hey, I know where you you're sitting. Give your rating first. I think I know where you're sitting. <laughs> Was one match enough to save it from a jobber? But actually, two matches. <laughs> but due to my love for Eddie Guerrero, and I'm going to say this, I'm not going to disrespect the Godfather Joe Lafferty, mm-hmm. but Derek McCauley, fuck you. <laughs> Eddie Guerrero saved this show for me. This ma- that match. We'll get to that because I got some thoughts on that match because the moment outshines the match. Mm. So, due to, due to my love for Eddie Guerrero, I'll give it a low slobber knocker. Barely. <laughs> barely? Just, barely. just yeah, touching? Yeah, yeah, the foot was on the ropes and they pulled it off. Barely. No, one, of just made it. one of those type things. I, yeah. think we had those. I think we had one of those. Yeah. Joseph? Yeah, I mean, you can see how watered down the lineups were with this brand split. And the, my first thought is, oh my god, we got two and a half hours of Michael Cole. This is painful. <laughs> um, but I'll still give it a, uh, a, a slobber knocker. You know what? Before I give my rating, I think that everybody is so uh, down in the dumps about this one. I forgot to even say what this was. <laughs> that this is another edition of Throwback Madness <laughs> that we're reviewing No Way Out 2004. Well, main event, Eddie Guerrero versus Brock Lesnar for the Undisputed Championship. Well, I think it's good you didn't say what it was <laughs> so people were going to watch it. So they didn't, turn, they didn't just turn we're, off the We're building their suspense. Yeah. I just realized, like, oh, I never even said what it was. I guess we were too embarrassed. There's no need. <laughs> uh, I. It was a house show. I'm going to give it a straight slobber knocker. Like, for the sole reason of Eddie winning the championship is one of those moments that you don't get often. Uh, So that, to me, was enough to keep it from being a jobber. Also, there there were two other matches I actually enjoyed on this show. There was. Um, We'll obviously get to that. Um, Show starts out. I gotta say something. Yeah. Wait, are you gonna start with the women first? Uh, yeah. Start with okay, the opening of the show. Okay, start with that. They, they could have went to the, They could have started with this and went straight to the main event. It would have been a showstopper for me. Yeah, that would have been enough. Yeah, been enough. <laughs> yeah, the women Tori and Sable came out. Were they both just featured in Playboy? Yeah, they, yeah, both they were both on the cover, which was kind of weird. At this like, point, I think I'd probably want to see Tori, not so much Sable. Yeah, but where where we are now. It's very weird to think that that was like a big thing for WWE back then. It was, Getting yeah. there. And the quote, to advertise it. To advertise Playboy. it, yeah. yeah. Like, you'd be fired now from <laughs> WWE if you ended up in Playboy. Or you'd be kept out of the Hall of Fame. If you, <laughs> like, uh, it really is surprising 
Like, just how different <laughs> it has become. Oh, you could tell the difference in the pay-per-views from mm-hmm. then to now and then the kind of the more PC nature we're in. Oh, yeah. Um, this is the first, I believe this was the first brand-specific pay-per-view no. we reviewed, right? Oh, we reviewed, yeah. And this, this is a, there's a reason why, when in retrospect, when Brand Split got announced, I told you, these shows were horrible. And this is, this is the per- perfect example, because this was not good. No. Uh, yeah, very thin rosters, as Joey alluded to. Um, the vignette, the setup, was basically all about... Uh, Goldberg got the front row ticket from Austin because, I guess, of his budding feud with Lesnar. And Eddie, the whole thing with the La Familia turning on him. And that yeah. kind of set up Eddie's story for the time being. Um the Basham Brothers with oh! Yeah, well, I mean, wh- why is this even a match? In a handicap oh! Why is it a handicap with Rikichi, Rikishi and Scotty Tuhati? I, uh, what the oh hell was someone God. thinking when they booked this? I don't know. Uh, I will say I do vividly remember Shaniqua from Tough Enough. Yeah, she won. I forgot. Yeah, I forgot about it. She was a co-winner, right? Yeah, her, well, it was two, no, her and Maven. She won season one. Okay. Um... No, 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 no. She won season two. With Her the, and Jackie. With another girl. We had Her a, and Jackie. We had a couple tough enough uh, people appearing in this pay-per-view. A lot of tough yeah. enough. Yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> um... Shaniqua, I remembered because I remembered her as a college basketball player, I believe. Oh, really? I think from, like, Rutgers or somewhere like that, yeah. Um... <laughs> uh, my biggest gripe with this match is that we didn't get the worm. Yeah. We got part of it, but we didn't get to see it finished off. I am really was really disappointed because I was waiting for it. Well, Shaniqua did the one thing she could do, a clothesline. Uh-huh. That's all she could do. Over <laughs> that, she couldn't do nothing else. Yeah, and, I mean, the Bashams didn't look like... I, it, they looked like they were misused a lot, but they could have been better, and uh, it didn't have to be a handicap match. It could have been just a clean match. Yeah. Throwing right. Shaniqua in there just makes it a kind of... A joke. She did execute an old-fashioned body slam. Yes. At one point on Scotty. Yes. But other than that, it was clothesline city. Because <laughs> yeah, I remember her thing with when they first came in, she was like the dominatrix or whatever, yeah. whatever it's called. So I'm, I, at sexual. one point, I'm, I'm, I, I could have sworn they had chains on their necks and she was dragging them around or something <laughs> like that. But the, the reason she was in this match because they she, they showed the package before, but she kept in, getting interfered in the match. Yeah. And she was one of those China-like. Amazon women. She was not even close to China. Uh, we, we know this. <laughs> they thought she could have been. Yeah. But didn't she try to like kill Stephanie or something like that? I honestly don't remember. That, that's why she got full fired. disclosure. I think this is when the seeds of me not liking WWE anymore were starting to be planted. Well, watching the Bastion Brothers do that because they were ter- they were terrible. <laughs> so would you root my eventual hiatus from WWE to the Basham Brothers? They're part of it, yeah. <laughs> or maybe the storylines I can kind of devote to you since you stopped watching wrestling. They said they stopped caring about the storylines. We'll said, get the storylines. Yeah. Yeah. You know who cares? Man is <laughs> in, and I don't care. <laughs> we'll Man ain't watching. Lines. I'm dropping. <laughs> we'll get the storylines next. This yeah. was so bad. This was not good. Not a good match. Um, I did think it was an odd finish for the babyface team, the bonsai drop on the woman. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Well, Shanika was the villain in this point. In, yeah, in this, in this scenario, like, like I understand why they did it, but it's just it's just weird that the beating up of a girl would be how the babyface team wins. <laughs> Cheered upon too. Yeah, like then the crowd goes nuts for it. I guess that's where we were back then. In two, was it two thousand four? Right. Yep. <laughs> what month? Oh, this was February. February, yeah, right. February okay. two thousand four. Um. I don't know. Uh, the, the other the other good point that I had of this. This is a good point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
like the the positive nostalgia I have for Rikishi's Rikishi's music. When it comes on, because that's all I think about is just those three goofballs coming out, and it was while they weren't the greatest, they were always fun to watch. I yeah. thought. Um, another one I was surprised by. <laughs> completely surprised. I, I completely forgot about this. One animal. half of J and J Security, Jamie Noble. Who knew back then he'd grow up to be such a great security guard? He grew. Well, no, but <laughs> easy with the short he, jokes. He, he matured. Oh god. Into a good security guard. Uh, against Nidia in a blindfold match. <laughs> oh my um, god! And, and the setup for this, I had to, I had to watch it twice just to make sure I was hearing her. Uh, <laughs> just, just, yeah, I was like, really wait, no, right? no, this is a match on a pay per view. This is what uh, we're getting. Yeah, it. Uh, she was blinded uh, by uh, Tajiri. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! J- Jamie, Jamie was stepping out a little bit. Yeah, I w- I will give it this. There were some funny spots in it. In the which, match. Yeah. Okay. Which. Jamie Noble is good for that. He brings some humor and some comedy. And there were some parts of it when I actually got like a chuckle out of some of the spots they did. <laughs> but he wins via a guillotine choke. Anybody else have anything to say about it? Oh, jeez. Jamie Noble and Nita, they were great together. Uh-huh. Like, I remember when... Playing the trail park trash angle, and yeah. when he got his inheritance, he's like, "We're going to Applebee's, baby." Was he the first one with the double wide? <laughs> oh did yeah, he get in the above ground pool. Too? Yes, he did. <laughs> he was the first one. So, Heath Slater is the new Jamie Noble. Yeah. Only he doesn't have Anidia with yeah. him. He has Rhino. Yeah, because like they were like really good. Like they they, they nailed that gimmick perfectly. Yeah, I will give it that. Uh, does anybody miss J and J Security at all? Yeah, I kind of do. I do. <laughs> you don't, Joey? Not so much. See, they, I, I think they had the run. I, I mean, I'm not saying uh, I wasn't a fan of it at the time, but I don't really see what much we'd be doing with them right now. I mean, there's nothing to do with them now. But the, to me, that and again, this goes back to something I said last week that Seth was raw for like at least six months, and they were a big part of that. <laughs> like just how stupid they were. Like it, it always. They were always entertaining, uh, so I, I was happy to see Jamie Noble. Even though this match, yeah, boy, didn't do too much. A fun. blindfolded, uh, <laughs> trans- Noble boy. Mix, mixed gender match. Yeah. Oh my god, this was so stupid. Transgender match. I was about to say <laughs> they haven't done that yet. I almost, <laughs> right. I, I, I almost went there, but I, yeah. I, I caught myself. So WWE has not, Alo. That is official. We have not had a transgender match yet. Not an official transgender okay. match. Um, Let's get on it. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we had one by the end of the decade. <laughs> what that would entail, I don't know. I don't want to know yet. Uh, but I wouldn't be shocked if they did it. Uh, we had uh, a little bit of a vignette for <coughs> Kurt Angle and his feud with Cena in the Big Show. He had been attacked. He wasn't sure which one of them did it. Was he leaning towards it? Was Cena that did it? Yeah. Okay. Um, and then he had an interview where Angle or where uh, Cena interrupted. And they got into a little bit of a brawl backstage. With young Michael Cole? With young Michael Cole, yeah. Not Frosted Tips Michael Cole, though. <laughs> which we had on some of the earlier pay-per-views that we've done. Oh, yeah. What was the Josh Matthews wearing? I know. He looks like he was out of a boy band. He looks like he was out of a 90s boy band. He was like five years too late. He looked like the old guy from the Backstreet Boys. Like the one that was like ten years too old. Still thinks he's cool. That is what he looked like. Then we had the World's Greatest Tag Team against APA. 
Which was a better match than the other tag team ta- first tag match we got. This should have been a tag team title match. Yeah, it should have been a title match. It wasn't as good. It was my first thought. Should have been a tag team title. I didn't think it was bad though. It wasn't terrible. I watched it. I enjoyed it, and I, I liked the, the end spot where we had the um, last call and the clothesline from Hell into a super kick. It was kind of entertaining at that point. Yeah, I I liked that. Um... So JBL has the bad arm going into the match. It's all wrapped up. Which he didn't sell until the end. He didn't Which sell until me the clothesline <laughs> from hell. Exactly. Because that was my thought. I was like, oh, we're not gonna, clearly we're not going to get a clothesline from hell with the bad arm. And then the clothesline from hell basically cost him the match. Yeah, but he's doing all these power slams and stuff. And nah. he sells it at the end. You're not selling the entire Toss match. Toss around. What is this? It was a very specific <laughs> like, injury. It had to be a rotator cuff where you had to turn your arm <laughs> in a certain motion in a violent manner. For it to affect you. Well, yeah, it makes sense. We always have those kind of energies, you know? Yeah. Uh, Shelton Benjamin gets the win with a super kick. Um, will Shelton Benjamin be in WWE again, do you think? I mean, he was supposed to be. He had the injury. Well, he said he said he may... It, it, it may still happen. Because I'm sure they'll still be interested in him. Where is he now? Well, he was supposed to... But he's hurt. Because he's supposed to come to SmackDown, but the reason he didn't come to SmackDown was because he got hurt. See, I thought I saw he was on a card somewhere. I don't know if he's back. I don't know if he's officially back. It might he might be back because that was out in July. I forgot how long he was supposed to be out. Yeah, I don't know. I just know it was an injury he didn't even know he had. Yeah, it's like a surgery he had mm-hmm. to get. Uh, I would love to see him come back. Yeah, yeah he was I, awesome. I think he was misused his first run in WWE. He's a great wrestler. Well, towards the end because mm-hmm. they they pushed him hard. He yeah. beat Triple H. You hear that laugh? He beat <laughs> Triple H twice. He beat him like he owed him money. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where where would you see him fitting in in the current SmackDown landscape? Just a veteran guy. So not you don't see him in like the IC picture, just a guy to. Throw they might throw. They might throw. He'd him be in great there. in IC picture. They might throw him in there, but he'll get lost after that. Oh, well, it's easy to get lost in WWE. Yeah, it doesn't take a lot. Yeah, we're still trying to find a lot of guys. Could do it. Could do a uh, Shelton Benjamin <laughs> Apollo Cruz uh, teaming up and make a tag team out of it. Get him be, more involved. Something. What are you going to smile the whole time? Nah, yeah, a smile, good old-fashioned smile that, off. That would be a dynamic tag team. <laughs> Who's the happiest? Oh, I'd have to go with Paul Cruz. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Goldberg escorted into the arena. Are we going to get the gold-haired for something, Benjamin? Or just I hope regular? not. I hated that. <laughs> eh, I don't know. I, don't I know hate that gold get. hair. He, we probably won't, but you never know. He I might hate, do it just for you. I hated it. so. Much. <laughs> I was so mad he did it to his hair. <laughs> Sorry, I cut you off, man. Nah, you're fine. Continue. Uh, Proceed. We were talking about Goldberg, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah. Uh, History repeats itself. Yeah. The more things change, the more they say the same. Yeah. Maybe while the seeds were being planted at this time for me to eventually stop watching WWE, <laughs> maybe this was most responsible. And now they're doing it again. Same same thing. It's yeah, like this. It's the same storyline, just like rehashed. Yeah. Uh, they showed the Goldberg Lesnar vignette. This this whole feud we're getting now is clearly 13 years in the making. Uh, Heyman came out and cut a promo on Goldberg, which was great. Like I said, yeah. Heyman walking down the ramp looking at Goldberg was priceless. The yeah. whole time, just mm-hmm. walking down the ramp looking at him. Yeah, while he was sitting in his, his first row seat. Um, Lesnar eventually comes out and calls out Goldberg. Lesnar baited him a little. Yeah, Goldberg eventually jumps in despite... Heyman's best efforts to keep him from jumping in the ring. I'll have you arrested. Um, he hits Brock with the jackhammer and was prompt. I don't know if he was arrested, but he was taken out by... He was cuffed, right? He was cuffed, yeah, and then 
Um, and then Hardcore Holly immediately out, and Lesnar just leaves. <laughs> I got something to say. I, I, I'm, I forgot Brock Lesnar had a voice. Then I, I quickly remember why he doesn't use it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, God, that was funny. No, that's why he doesn't talk. Yeah, but, but Heyman, Goldberg, when no, Lesnar was telling Goldberg, come on, Heyman was like, sit down! Yeah. Come on, sit down! <laughs> yeah, he was telling Goldberg to sit down and telling Brock to, to stop whatever he was doing. It's one of those Daffy Duck, Bugs Bunny situations. Yeah. We got a young... Uh, pre-running for office in Michigan Rhino against Hardcore Holly. Was this for the Hardcore title? I don't even remember. No, no it, was it was not. Nothing. It was just a match. It was a thing on Heat. Yeah, it was just a match. Yeah, Holly wins via the Alabama Slam. Any thoughts anybody has on this? Uh, well, I, at one point in the match, I thought it was funny. Taz said that... Um, oh, go ahead, Joey. Go ahead, <laughs> go ahead Joey. <laughs> Taz said, because Rhino was laying some boots on uh, Hardcore Holly, that... Um, He's getting the tall kicked out of him. Hmm. I thought it was kind of interesting. Like, it is. What does that even mean? I don't know. Alo, any thoughts? Taz is horrible. He's, <laughs> he's getting the tall kicked out he of him. Was, like, I found Cole worse then than he is now. Oh, yeah. He was painful. It, it, it was so bad. And Taz was just as bad. Like, that whole vintage thing. I swear to God, Taz said that in every match about everybody. There was, <laughs> was a couple times in this pay-per-view where I turned down the volume and watched the match. I don't blame you. turned on Meryl Reese. Yeah. On the radio. But I wish I could Buck. do that. But not Buck. That's a great idea. Meryl Reese, you available? <laughs> well, yeah, to call the matches? We should get Meryl Reese to, in hindsight, Please. call some of these Michael Cole pay-per-views. Because like, Taz's commentary, Goddard even mentioned this, but like Taz's commentary, it's so bad, but it's bad it's good that he thinks he's good at it. Yeah. It's so bad. Yeah, he's n- clearly not aware of how bad it is. It, it was, oh my God. Oh, it's so bad. Yeah, Michael Cole was, he was way more energetic and way more corny back then. <laughs> at, at least he's got a little bit more decorum now, I guess. He, he turned the corn down a little bit? He did, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, because... With age. Yeah, because he was like, so excited, and oh, it was just so bad. He had hope. <laughs> he had hope. WWE is uh, worn that out of him. <laughs> That's where Barack Obama got it. Oh, yeah. From Michael Cole. <laughs> uh, we had a Taker Kane vignette in 28 Days, The Dead Will Rise Again. Michael Cole points out aptly that 28 Days from Now is WrestleMania. Uh, what did they do that, Wrestle? That was 20, right? Yeah, Kane versus Taker. Who won that match? Taker. Okay. Yeah, um, I mean, is that even a question? No, yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow. Kane, at Survivor Series, Kane had buried the American badass. <laughs> okay. But so yeah, obviously the, he didn't lose a WrestleMania. Yeah, this is the rebirth of traditional <laughs> yeah. Undertaker. Yeah. Um, Chavo Guerrero with Chavo Sr. Family Rey Mysterio feud. And Jorge Paez oh. for the Cruiserweight what Championship. What the hell was on that guy's head? Was that hair? It was hair. Oh, was it? It was like a little bit of... He had a horn. Yeah, it was a little bit of hair. This is all born off of Family Feud because uh-huh. Chavo and Eddie got into it, and then they supposedly took Eddie out. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ray Ray was sticking up for for his boy. Why was Piaz here? Yeah, that's that's kind of a question. I don't I remember. Why was Eddie um, Chavo's dad here? Oh, I remember why Chavo was there because the month before Eddie and Chavo they had a match at the Rumble, and, Ch- and um, Chavo, Chavo's dad tried to like. Talk, talk, get Chavo not to beat up Eddie, and then they both ended up turning on Eddie at the same time, leading into the Royal Rumble. So that's what that that's what that story was. But Chavo Classic was horrible. That was, that was a yeah. big win by. He was bad. Pius, yeah. I have no idea why he was there. I don't know why he was there. There were a, they made quick work of him though. Yeah, there were a few Mexican boxers back in the day, and I assume he was Mexican if he was with uh, Ray. That had crazy hair, like uh, the heck is his name, Julio Cesar Chavez. 
uh, he had insane like checks, like almost like a checkerboard yeah, pattern yeah, shaved yeah. into his head, or like a tic tac toe board. Um, so it could just connect, be connect four. Yeah, basically. Um, so Aloy, you didn't like this match at all. No, I did. This okay, was my second favorite match because this this was one of the this three woke that me I up. Actually liked. Yeah, this woke this me up. This was a really good match. Rey Mysterio was on top of his game at this point. Chavo, you know, hung in there with him. I thought it was a really good match. It was a good match. It was back and forth. It was conceivable that either guy could win the match. Yeah, of course. Um, I I think, and I've talked about this before, that I was never the biggest Rey Mysterio Jr. guy. I was never a big masked wrestler guy. There's like some disconnect there when you don't see the person's face. But I think watching him in this match, I haven't watched a Rey Mysterio match in a while. Made me appreciate how good he really was. Not that I didn't know, but I was like, yeah, this guy was unbelievable. And the crazy thing is this is 13 years ago, and I feel like just now guys are finally starting to surpass what Rey Mysterio was able to do. Yeah, he was revolutionary. Yeah, he was so far ahead of his time that it took this long for guys to be able to do things that maybe we didn't see Rey Mysterio do. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he was like a trailblazer in a way. In that sense. Yeah, because yeah. we told, we both we both felt the same way about, about Rey because... They made him do what he couldn't do. Like when mm-hmm. they put you on a higher level, you, they made you, they made him do more. Like they had to talk, so they took away all the all the, the things we loved about Rey Mysterio, and it kind of like showed us things he couldn't do. So it kind of pulled him down a little bit. Yeah, that, that's just that's just for me, pers- me personally. I have nothing against him. I, I know he's amazing. I just feel like they kind of overrated him because they put him at that high level. And he just couldn't. He just didn't like uh, break out of his, sh- yeah, of his show. Yeah, why, why are you throwing shade? Why are you throwing shade? I don't have like a disrespect for him. I think that I just wasn't a big fan of him. I knew he was good. Yeah. And I knew why people liked him. But for me, it wasn't like I didn't have an investment in him. But like I said, watching back, I'm like, uh, you know what? Not that he's better than I thought, but I definitely didn't appreciate him as, as much, much as, as you I should. could. Yeah. yeah. I like the West Coast. I mean, um, the West Coast pop into the half Boston crowd. That was a yeah. motherfucking crowd. That was nice. And I like the finish with the roll up. That, that mm-hmm. it was it was ex- executed perfectly. Yes, where yeah, it was an actual it, logical roll up. Yeah. Where the dad comes back into play and then, yeah. then they roll it up. <laughs> yeah. Him and Ray they have great chemistry. Even though they ran this match a million more times, mm-hmm. Chavo will always be the other Guerrero to me. Yeah, well, yeah, because <laughs> he will never. He, he's never done it for me. Yeah, he actually had the tights. Yeah. in the roll up, which made sense. And then he had a backstage segment where he basically said. I'm a champ, Eddie's a loser, Eddie's an addict, which they were really pushing that addict thing hard. And Chavo actually was not going to let him forget about it. How long was Chavo the cruiserweight champ after this? He would lose it to Jackie on an episode of SmackDown oh, dear. around end of April, early May. Not Shaniqua? So after no, Mania. she weighs too much. She's above the weight limit. What was the weight limit back then, 205? 220. 220, okay, so it was that heavy. Yeah. So 205 is the new weight limit. Yeah. Um... We move into... Well, do you have anything else you wanted to say about this match? Josh Before Matthews' backstage ho- segment was horrible. <laughs> yeah, obviously. I was fixated on his little turtleneck and earring. I was just stuck <laughs> on the earring. I was in, the, in the, whole, the whole thing. I was like, what is this guy doing? Yeah, Joey is really put <laughs> off by the turtleneck. The turtleneck just killed me. <laughs> He's always hated a turtle. I've always said that about him. Like, you have a disconnect with people who are wearing the uh, you know, luchador mask. I, it's a turtleneck. Why <laughs> <laughs> that for me? I can't... Uh, completely unrelatable to me if you're wearing a turtleneck. <laughs> Was it a turtleneck or was it like a mock turtle? It was like a turtleneck. It was like a cream-colored turtleneck. Okay. It's like a... The, earring, the, earring just got, the turtleneck with the earring combination. <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 that's definitely a 90s band kind of thing. Yeah, it was not a great Boy band for him. Uh, we had the triple threat match for the number one contendership at WrestleMania. 
Kurt Angle versus The Big Show, who was the U.S. champion, against a young John Cena. I thought this was a pretty good match, too. Cena's promo was better than the first two hours of the show. <laughs> Outside of Big Show slowing it down a little bit here and there, I thought it was a really good match, and they used Big Show pretty well. I mean, they used him as a showpiece, kind of, because they had Cena and Angle kind of throwing him around. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't a bad match. He was huge. Yeah. Like yeah. That, that U.S. title looked like a figure belt. When yeah. <laughs> belt comes He's through. a big boy. I was like, God, that thing looked so tiny on him. <laughs> yeah, I thought this was a really good match. One of the things I liked was like when they showed the little graphic before the match, all three of them, like, in it, under career highlights. Like, you know, Angle was like however many times, world champion, intercontinental champion, whatever. Big show, however many titles he had. And for Cena... One of his career highlights was PhD in Thuganomics, <laughs> which I cracked up about, like as if that was an actual career achievement or a career highlight. How's that not a highlight? I mean, you got a PhD in Thuganomics. Yeah, well, the I mean, match, that, that's like that's a tough course. <laughs> it is. Not a lot of guys have the PhD. Do you have a PhD in Thuganomics? I don't, but it, it, then, in fairness to me, I never pursued it. Uh, they don't offer at Wilmington University. <laughs> no. I'll, I'll so look even into if you it. wanted to, you I'll look. I'll look into it. <laughs> Big Show was just absolutely destroying Cena early in this oh, match. Oh, yeah. Um, well, first he started off, um, I thought it was interesting because it was just funny for me in the beginning. First angle went in, and he got, like, tossed around a little bit, and Cena was in the corner laughing at, at that angle. And mm-hmm. angle said, oh, you think it's funny? And <laughs> He had a couple choice words outside of that. He said, yeah. well, you give it a try. <laughs> and Cena got thrown out. It's like, not so funny now, mother. <laughs> Has anybody ever landed a schoolboy on the Big Show until this match? Probably not. I've never seen it. I was like, Cena actually tried to do a school bus. Are you serious? I've never seen it before. <laughs> uh, yeah, Cena's strength. And I, I'm pretty. I'm trying to remember if... I'm pretty sure Big Show did shout out Cena as like... When people ask me who are the strongest guys, like Cena's on the list. Like when he's holding me up, I actually feel like he has my weight. Like he's steady and he comfortably has my weight up. He was unbelievably strong, obviously still is. Um, Angle's German suplexes are a thing of beauty. <laughs> the height that he gets, like Lesnar's are almost like if you're shooting a three-pointer and you're shooting a line drive at, <laughs> at the rim, he's just like line driving you over his yeah, shoulder. Yeah, just throwing you with all his force. Whereas Angle is like, there's so much arc. The, there, like, there's a lot of uh, poetry in it. Yeah, there's like a perfect arch to it. It's a beautiful German suplex. Um Cena, I did enjoy him pumping up his sneakers before he went to the top rope. Um, Do they teach you that in Th- Thugonomics yeah, 101? probably. Thugonomics 101. It's first day. Gotta wear pumps. We learn the first day. They do. They, they, they roll on. If, if you're not here with pumps, you probably get out. Yeah, his finishing move was still the FU at this time. When did that change? 2009, 10? When so it was that late. Yeah. Yeah, when oh. they started trying to get more PC. Yeah, when they went full PG. I think it was after the Mattel deal. Okay, well, that makes sense. That's about 2009. Um, big Show kicking out of the FU and the angle slam, I thought was great. Yeah, still making him look kind of menacing, trying to still keep him... Yeah, he was awesome back then. Kurt who? Uh, big Show. He, I thought he was... I think I thought this was... He looks so huge. I just thought he, he wasn't, like, the Big Show from the years past. No. He, he looked huge, and he, you could tell he looked kind of slow yeah. moving against these two guys who were all over the place. But see, that's what I mean, like... I'm not usually big on the whole big guys thing that Vince is all wrapped up in, but he's a guy that you look at where you're like, this yeah, that's is a different like story. I'm watching a cartoon. That's character. a different story. That's completely, that's just. Like, I'm watching somebody who's not human. Yeah. It's kind of the way I watched the big show back then. Um, 
The angle slam over the top rope. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joey, you said you actually liked it. Did you like this more than the cruiserweight match or not necessarily? I think I liked it more than the cruiserweight match, personally, just because the guys I knew were in it. Maybe that had something to do with it. But, I mean, they are both really good matches for me. Alo? I like the cruiserweight match better. Would, did this help lift No Way Out for you a little bit, this match, or you were like, ah, oh, this is trash, too? Well, I knew that the last two matches were the best matches on the card going into it, so I already knew what I was expecting. Yeah. I just didn't know the rest of the show was that bad. <laughs> Surprise! I think you did know it was that bad, though, uh, because you said it as soon as we picked it. I know the yeah, because I knew the card, but I haven't actually like visually caught it, the, especially the whole card. I knew the matches that were there, but it's the rest of the other card. I was like, oh god, this is so bad. Personally, you were looking forward to Nidia destroying the mink, weren't you? Nah. <laughs> that was a highlight. Yeah, <laughs> I figured. Chipper. Yeah. Alo, how soon are you going to go back and watch the handicap tag match with Shaniqua and the Basham brothers? Never. <laughs> You don't think you'll ever lay eyes on it again? That's getting no. buried in the recesses of his memory. It is. What if we're still doing this show like 60 years from now and we have to watch this one again? Will you skip it over? You mean if. Go through the archives. <laughs> Go through the archives of history. <laughs> so you don't have to watch it. Yeah. You're going to save those notes. Yeah. I mean, uh, old, an old Alo switching over from Slammers to Prune Juice, talk, <laughs> talking about his wrestling memories. He's got Prune Capri Sun. Yeah, Prune, prune version. I remember this, this was a very raw John Cena in this mm. match, because you could tell he was still Prune. Yeah, slow. he was still. Yeah. He actually tapped to the ankle lock. The last time. We saw a knee tapped. injury. That's what I was going to say. Have we seen him tap since then? This is the quote unquote the last time he's ever tapped. He was really. selling yeah. a knee injury that he uh, that he, he he got during the Royal Rumble, apparently. Yeah, that was, a rough, that was a rough fall at the Rumble. They always showed a highlight in the Don't Try to at Home videos oh, yeah. mm-hmm. back then. Was that a legit knee injury? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you should see it. Because it was because they always they ran it. Like that was like the first thing you saw in that commercial. Um Will we ever see John Cena tap again? <laughs> no. We, will we ever see him end up unconscious again? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. So he may lose some type of match due to Will we ever see him on the Fruity Pebbles box again? My guess would be no. 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 I would guess he doesn't want to deal with that anymore. I think he's probably thinking he's past that point in his yeah. Hey, you never know. Fruity Pebbles come knocking. You don't. You don't. You don't shut that door. You let him in. Talk it over. <laughs> yeah, I. Th- I think though that's how uh, Jeff Seltzer, who I met at the Performance Center, who we run into at a few shows in the area. I think that's how he ended up having like a connection with John Cena because I think he worked for Post Serial, mm-hmm. and I think he actually met John. I think he got to go to WrestleMania and like he met John Cena yeah, at WrestleMania yeah. or something like that. Um, who knows? Maybe old Jeff Seltzer doesn't work for Post anymore. I was going to say, for his sake, may hopefully he does. But <laughs> I think he's since moved on to greener pastures than Post Serial. Um, main event of the evening, a 30-minute match. Outshined everything else. That's it? Only 30 minutes? 30 minutes. I think it was like 30, 30 minutes and like 12 seconds. It felt like an hour. Like uh, yeah. Um, vignette, like I said, there was an awful lot of hitting on the idea that Eddie was an addict. He says that he disgraced his race, his family, and himself. But he fought his way back, and he's addicted basically to the high that wrestling gives him, which I thought was cool. It's awesome, Um, Angle. Weird to see Brock without Paul Heyman. Yeah. Uh, Weird to see him without the uh, MMA board shorts. It's weird to see him without a huge sword on his chest. Yeah, the dagger tattoo. A very young Brock Lesnar. Yes. 
Very, very young Brock Lesnar. And somehow less green. <laughs> yeah, true. Well, probably because he cared more back then. Yeah, could be it. Yeah, one more left. One more month left. He didn't care. Okay. Well, yeah. So did he know at that time? Did anyone know he was leaving? I'm not sure. If, I'm not sure if they knew he was leaving. I, I, they should have because they were building that Brock versus Goldberg match, and that was supposed to be the WrestleMania thing. So I'm, I assume that he knew he was leaving. Um, Eddie coming out in the low rider. Wearing the ring gear that inspired Sasha's WrestleMania 32 ring gear. Um, this match really was, I think, worth the previous hour and 55 minutes. Because one, seeing Brock Lesnar's dominance, uh, I found that more fun than what I see for Brock Lesnar for the last year. Oh, yeah. Um, Eddie, obviously, the whole thing, like, I, I think Brock even alluded to that, like, I hope for your sake you are addicted to it because of basically what I'm about to do to you. Eddie was addicted to getting up from the beating, uh, fought through it, had some good moments in the match himself, crowd obviously really behind him. Uh, Alo, you said that we picked this pay-per-view was picked for one match. Was this one match worth it? Yeah, it was worth it because, like you said, it was a 30-minute match, so it wasn't just... Like fast-paced action, it was like legit technical technical wrestling, and it took <clears throat> like they told the story perfectly because it was basically how Eddie couldn't do it, and Brock Brock was the bigger guy, he was the one basically destroy Eddie, and Eddie basically was the smaller guy, so every time Eddie got some kind of momentum, Brock just took him down completely. They played the story out perfectly, and then growing up, I didn't know Brock was leaving. At this time, I didn't know Brock and Goldberg were done after WrestleMania. You weren't I, reading Dave Meltzer at this time? No. <laughs> he was working for Post. <laughs> I was eating Post. But, um, now you work at the Post. <laughs> it all comes full a, circle. Are you a fruity pebble guy or a cocoa pebble guy? I, I hated Post. I was just using a pun. Okay. I was you can still answer the question. You can still answer the question. I was a Frosted Flake Would guy. you go fruity you know, or I like, cocoa? I like Frosted Flake. I prefer a cocoa pebble. To a <laughs> I go cocoa. Pebble. Uh, Pro- proceed though. Yeah, like don't want to don't want to get lost in the weeds on pebbles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. Brock and Lesnar were leaving. I mean, Brock and Goldberg were leaving. So this, when you kind of like go back in retrospect, you kind of feel like this was like really predictable. But I didn't believe Eddie was even going to win this match because last month, the month prior, they had to face Hardcore Holly for the w- with the WWE title on the line. If they had Brock versus Holly, I was like, what, what Eddie Guerrero? Because Eddie Guerrero never did it before. Mm-hmm. And I never really saw him as a main event guy. I didn't really appreciate him for how great he was at the time. So if IWC was bigger around, was bigger back around then, they would have destroyed this to talk about how predictable it was. Because mm-hmm. but they played the story out perfectly <clears throat> in the match. Earl having the son, I almost gave him I almost gave him kudos. I'm like, okay, he's not as good as he's not as bad as his dad, but he messed up. <laughs> what was the mess up? What did he do exactly? What didn't he do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the question. Yeah, because I might, I think it was a, I forgot what, exactly what he did. I didn't write, write down exactly what he did. But he was just as bad. He has he has Earl's genetics. He's just mm-hmm. he's just as bad. Oh, we know that. <laughs> but this match is, it was a 30-minute match. So it wasn't like a fast-paced match. But the moment kind of overshot, the, the ending was great, but the moment kind of overshined the match. Because that moment, we'll always remember Eddie Guerrero celebrating the crowd with his family, with the confetti coming down, doing doing the Viva La Rosa dance, celebrating, because we never knew he would do it. Mm-hmm. And the story was, he couldn't do it because he was an addict, because he, he did get released from WWE. He did come back, and nobody ever thought he would become the WWE champion. Right. Joseph, your thoughts on the main event? 
It was a solid match. I, I like the like you said. I like the way they build it. I like the story behind it. It's good to see Brock Lesnar in a match that doesn't last five minutes, mm-hmm. or it's not a squash, um, or it's not one of these pathetic Goldberg matches that we've been kind of given lately. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was actually in a match, um, which is awesome. And it was also good to kind of see Eddie Guerrero live his dream, which is a moment, like you said, you probably didn't think he was going to win the title, but in this moment he did. I mean, we had the Goldberg run-in, which is neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. Um, just saying the word Goldberg feels dirty. Makes me, <laughs> makes, me, makes, makes me feel bad all over. Mm-hmm. But to see Eddie Guerrero win the title, it was it was really fun to watch and, and beat Brock Lesnar. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> I found it odd Goldberg went to jail and came back in new clothes. <laughs> Lost and found, maybe? That's just a nitpick. You think maybe he had, he had him set up in the locker room? That's, he went to jail! He's not, <laughs> he's not supposed to be in the building. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't, I didn't even notice that, to be honest. And one more thing. The crowd deserved the pop for sitting through that horrible two-hour two yeah, show. You're right. And and a cool uh, little angle is... Eddie Guerrero stick to his uh, his 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 angle at the time, which was the lie, cheat, and steal, mm-hmm. whatever he had to do to win. Yeah, he didn't mind. He brought he brought the title into the uh, into the situation to use it, and then he ended mm-hmm. up, you know, kind of giving him a um, a DDT on it. Yeah, some of my highlights. One, I liked that Brock was not as much as he was dominant. It wasn't just Brock like superhero. Yeah, throwing you around. But it was like every time he got put in a compromising position, he just used his power to get out of it. Like the corner spot when Eddie was slamming his knee into the ring post and he had it for one more and Brock uses ropes to push himself back and it slams Eddie into the ring post. I thought that was good. Fighting out of all those figure fours and submissions he was trying to put him into. Yeah. I thought were great. Um, Eddie will... What's his name? Brock. When he brings the title into the match, and Eddie ends up with it, tries to hit Brock with it, Brock gets out of it, and then the counter of the F5 into the DDT on the title I thought was an awesome spot. Um, yeah, and it's it's great to like, just the way they did it was awesome. And then it was set up off of a missed frog splash, yeah. which leads into him actually hitting the frog splash and getting the three count uh, was great. And then... Like we said, I believe we all have said it at this point. The moment of him winning um, was awesome. His parent, he jumps into the crowd. His mom and dad are at ringside. He's standing up with the flag. Uh, he did the little like shimmy up the ramp. Villa while, yeah, while, while Brock was sitting there. Also, like to me, that's like the definition of a wrestling moment. Like when you saw his mom is crying, his dad, like they're emotional. It's like. That's what wrestling is supposed to do. Yeah, even the story, um, the story. Vicky Guerrero, she was on Jericho's podcast, and she told a story how she wouldn't let the kids stay up, but she let them stay up for that, stay up <laughs> that night just to watch that show. And That's they were like, awesome. and they were like, why, why are we staying up? <laughs> and then it was, she let them stay up just to see that. Yeah, that's great. It's a shame that it's a shame that was his only reign because before he passed, he was supposed to win win the world title off of Batista. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, because yeah, he was taking the title off Batista. In in November, I think I'm not sure if it was when he got hurt or he's supposed to just beat Padisa clean, but he's supposed to be the world champion again. Yeah, yeah, I really did enjoy this match. I actually watched it a second time tonight before we came in. Twice. Mm-hmm. Oh, another spot I loved when Brock went to hit him with that high knee in the corner, and Eddie moved, and he went over the top rope and hit yeah, the floor, yeah, and then he, he followed up with the plancha. Yeah, kind of leaped up on him. Yeah, and went over a little. Yeah, Eddie is another guy who, and I, I think. 
He's, it's almost like a guy where people think you're just supposed to say you love Eddie Guerrero. Like, it just has kind of become a thing that you're supposed to say as a wrestling fan. But he's a guy that I always felt, like, very underappreciated at the time. Yeah. Because, like I said, for like, sure. I, I loved him with China because that was my first introduction to Eddie Guerrero was in, was in WWF because I didn't care for WCW. It looks like Ring of Honor now. But yeah. uh, <laughs> So, he was with China. I liked him. And then, you know, the typical... The typical Kid watching how they, how Vince wants you to watch, he turns heel. Oh, I hate this guy. <laughs> Why you turn on China? You were oh, such a mark. I'm such a mark. <laughs> but in retrospect, it's like oh, this guy's awesome. Like I love yeah. I love him with Ray. I love him with Los Guerreros. He always brought something unique to yeah. to the picture. Yeah, even with him and Chavo were together as a tag team, they would do those backstage vignettes, walking mm-hmm. over, walking around another street. I thought I thought it was entertaining and great. That's why I really appreciated him. Yeah. And then he passed way, way too soon. Mm-hmm. And he never lost the mullet, no matter how out of fashion it was. <laughs> <laughs> well, he did cut off the mullet for this match. Yeah. I think he had more of a fade, but I. It is I mullet-esque. Do, when I think of Eddie, I always think of him with the mullet. Yeah. Because he did have a great mullet. Um, mullet. Any other thoughts anyone has on No Way Out 04 before Ayla makes his pick for March? I want to thank everybody for sitting through this. Uh-huh. <sighs> that show or our show? <laughs> a little from calm, man. A little from calm, man. A little from calm, dude. That show. Don't, wa- don't watch it. Just listen to us. Don't watch it. Don't waste your time. <laughs> Don't. It's so bad. Or if you do, fast forward to about a minute yeah. and 53. Yeah. If you never have to watch Sneak win a match again, you're doing yourself a favor. There's not many matches you'll see her in, so this was fun. No. She was there for like two, a little less than two years, I think. Yeah. Um, this was... Oh, God. Thank you, everybody. Oh, man. <laughs> Joseph, nothing else you got to say about it? I mean... You've had enough? I probably had enough. Uh, <laughs> WWE, please never put a blindfold... Trans sexual transgender match in there again. <laughs> yeah, whatever, whatever it is, whatever it is. Yeah, I'm throwing a lot of trans in there. I, I just yeah. wanted to throw them in there. Not even sure if they belong there. But no, they're not. Not even close. <laughs> not even close. But I figured I'd build off what we had going earlier. We weren't sure if we'd get to 10 minutes on this when we got to about 42. That it took that long to destroy this pay per view. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I don't even think we were that harsh with it. No, it was actually kind of uh, mild. I think we found the silver linings in most of it. We, we found the good in it. We found the, the very ounce of good in this. Just mining yes. for, for every nugget. <laughs> oh, nugget. Yeah. Yeah, rest his, bless his heart, rest his soul. Um, yeah, I have nothing else I need to add add to it. Like I said, just watch the last, or watch the last three, really. Yeah. You get some enjoyment out of the last three matches. You don't want to need to watch anything before that. Thankfully, our brand-specific pay-per-views are loaded a little better than this one was. Like, we're about to have, uh, not fast lane, Elimination, Elimination Chamber. Chamber. Yeah. They actually have a roster that will put on... A I quality think show. I think listed as the main show for that. Right I, um, as of now, yeah, but I'm sure we'll get something. Yeah, they, they have good wrestlers and matches, though. We're not going to be subjected to... These the Basham brothers. Bashams. No Basham brothers. Yeah. No Bashams. Yeah. No Bashams, which is a good thing we can say about Elimination Chamber. Uh, I guess that's everything. Well, I have to get into the announcement. Yes. What do we have for March? Well, for March, we all have a pick. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna do something special for you guys in the month. Well, leading up to WrestleMania, the five weeks leading to WrestleMania, starting February twenty seventh, we're gonna release. The road to WrestleMania throwback madness. So, which that means is, every Monday leading up to WrestleMania, we're gonna release a throwback madness of a different WrestleMania. Each of us are gonna pick one, and then 
more than likely, if we have enough time, which we, we're going to try to work out, that we're going to have a, a viewer's choice for the fifth week. So be with us every check every Monday on your podcast apps, whatever you use, iTunes, Podbean, and Stitcher. And then every Monday, we'll have a new WrestleMania review leading up to WrestleMania starting February 27th. We're not going to tell you what they are. We're just going to hit, hit a surprise, you with a surprise, but they'll be very entertaining. So you don't even want to tell them what the first one is? No. WrestleMania right. out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> Throwback, yeah. Throwback mania out of nowhere. <laughs> Well, I guess that's that then. That's that. For Mr. Sexy Punicana. Love you, ladies. For Mr. Wednesday Night Live, the voice that runs the place, the European champion, Halo Aaron Lloyd, hailing from Zurich, Switzerland. I am Ron Pashery, and we will see you next week. No, we'll see you on February 27th. Got him now, put him down right now, hit him with the palm handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. Fist of Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again. Fans mocking man, man, I hate my balls. Shut the Vince McMahon, it ain't shake the land off the cell. Fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome. Well, what I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.